New Zealand-based home renovation company, 6,593% ROAS. Sydney-based solar company, 2,700% ROAS. Hunter region-based bathroom renovation company, 5,616% ROAS. Melbourne-based building company, 13,182% return on ad spend. Adelaide-based solar company, 2,881% return on ad spend. Guys, the list goes on and on. If you are a trade-based business and you work with projects like roofing, solar, bathroom renovations, kitchen renovations, anything like that, head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. Book in a conversation. It is game changing. There are very few, if any, tradies or contractors out there that do not actively go and quote or send proposals to either existing or potential clients. It's the small things that make a big difference with quoting and sending proposals. And it's very often those small things that can end up costing you a lot of money. With that in mind, in this series, I'm joined by my co-host, Eve John from Fully Booked Tradies, and we're conducting a series called Quoting Mistakes That Are Costing You Thousands. This is part two called Why Women Control Buying. Giving tradies and contractors around the globe the tools to run a modern business. You're listening to Toolbox Talks from the Site Shed. Now here's your host, Matt Jones. Hello and welcome back to episode two of the Quoting Mistakes That Are Costing You Thousands series I'm conducting uh, with my co-host for this series, who is Eve John. Eve, welcome back. Thank you very much. Great to be back. Even the first episode, we talked about what not following up is costing you. Um, for anyone that missed that, go back and check it out because Eve gave us a really cool framework that you can follow and apply as to how to, um, I suppose, streamline your uh, follow-up process and improve your conversions. Uh, in this episode, we're going to be talking about why women control buying. Mm, it makes me very unpopular, this one. Mm. It does make me very unpopular, but I have the statistics to back it up and I'll give you a really good explanation so that uh, your listeners will think that I'm not this blonde little woman who's trying to, you know, uh, get them to do my evil ways. But um, (laughs) if you look at it, women are are making about 80% of the buying decisions in Australia. You might actually deal with a man, but 80% of the time, the decision's made by a woman. So, this is really um, particularly when you're dealing in uh, domestic work as well, because quite often, it's the woman who's going to be home Mm -hmm. when something's actually being done. So... And you think about it with shopping and, and all those sorts of things as well. So we do tend to know what we want. We, we Women will do much more research on things and it's because our brains work really, really differently. And it's kind of to give you more of an idea, more along the lines of, you know, a woman will say, oh, I don't, you know, if you say, oh, well, why not this guy? I don't like the look of him. Yeah. You know, or I, it, it, something something made me feel funny or, or things like that. But it is um, it is women that are making the buying decisions. Mm-hmm. And even if you're doing commercial work, um, a lot of the, often the women are working in the office as well mm-hmm. and going through and working out all of the information. And women, I mean, we all know women are just better communicators, mm-hmm. you know, and we tend to talk more, funnily enough. <laughs> um, but we, we actually buy very differently to men as well, surprisingly. 
as a woman, we don't actually just compare you to your competitors. We'll actually compare you to our best in-class retailers and e-commerce sites. Right. So, and that's why I think the work that you've been doing, Matt, with websites is really important because people say, oh, I don't need a, I don't need a website. And you'll, and I'll say, yeah, but how are people going to find you first of all? Mm-hmm. But people will do just as if they're buying anything, they will do a lot of their research online. So, having, you know, visual pictures in there, uh, you know, having before and afters. Women, we love that yeah. type of stuff because we like to see the end product in our mind. You know, men will see the structure like the step-by-step. When you're explaining something to a man, they understand the step-by-step-by-step instructions yeah. as how it's going to work. But a woman's like, just get me to the end. Give me, just say, you know, and, and I say to my client, say to a woman, imagine seeing and they're like, oh, I'm there. Yeah. You know, women will go there in our imaginations. I mean, I, I'm sure I'm not alone here. I'm, my partner is way better at buying than me. Like, I, I just, I'm, I'm more impulsive. Like, if I see something, I'll be like, okay, that looks good. And I mean, realistically, I should go looking around at all these different options and compare things, but I just don't. Yeah. I don't know if that's a chromosome thing or what. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's not. Um, men tend to be really task orientated and task focused. Yeah. Um, and, you know, without, you know, being condescending, men aren't particularly good at multitasking. No. You know, you guys, you can be laser focused and you can, you know, get stuff done. Me, if I'm driving, I can, I have to turn, I can have the music going while talking to a client on the phone and, you know, making sure that my kids are sorted in the back. Yeah. So, we're kind of good with having to, you know, multitask a little bit, but we do shop very differently as well. And and we're all about and the And more experience. frequently, I might add. Yes, yes, very true, very true. <laughs> but we, we are very much about the experience, you know, so- a couple of things that you can do when you're actually going out to quote for for clients and, and because everything matters, first impression matters, is, you know, not parking in someone's driveway. And I know that sounds a little bit silly, but if you're going to someone's house at, you know, three o'clock on a, on a Wednesday, there's a fair chance they might have to duck out or, mm. uh, you know, things like that. I have a lot of people... Client traders will turn up and want to take their boots off, yep. um, and it's a pain in the butt taking your but your shoes on and on and off and off and off and off. So you know, having things like having carpet down where you're working, offering to take your shoes off, you can get those disposable hospital yeah, yeah. things yeah. as well because that that's part of a. It's showing it's showing that you've got respect, but it's also about offering a level of a level of service to women and that's what they're looking for. So just taking it back a step, who are we actually talking to here? Because we're talking, I mean, this episode's about why women control buying, but I mean, who are we directing this um, podcast at? Is it your technicians out on the field? Is it people taking the phone calls? Is it the owners of the business? Like who who are we talking about? Well, I think it really encompasses everybody and I think it comes down from the owners of the business. Mm-hmm. So the people that, but it more so anybody that's on the front line, anybody that is having interaction with clients. Because I think it's one of those things, isn't it? Realistically, I mean, your technicians are the ones out there, even though they may not be the ones that close the deal. I mean, they really are selling the business. Correct. If not the product or the service that they're performing, they really are actually you know, selling the business. And I think, you know, quite often the way that they can really sell the business is uh, women work a lot by referrals as well. So, if somebody's really happy with the level of service that they've got, it's not uncommon for them to refer, you know, XYZ plumbing um, and uh, make sure you ask for Dave. Right. 
So we're more co- we're more likely to actually do that, um, and that looks good for Dave. Yeah. If all of a sudden, you know, a lot of the clients are actually requesting him. Yeah. So I think this has to start at the top and and kind of of filter down and have some more. Everybody needs to be a little bit more understanding of who they're dealing with, how they're dealing with them. A lot of, I know a lot of my clients get really frustrated with women because we tend to ask more questions Mm -hmm. than a man would. But the good news is if a woman's asking you questions, that's a buying signal. Absolutely. That she's really interested at moving ahead. Yeah, that's like, and that's exactly what I've <clears throat> that I've learned as well. I love people that ask questions because they <laughs> they're genuinely they're genuinely pretty keen. Definitely. Um, okay, well, let's talk a little bit, I suppose, about the how then, because okay, yep, fine. We know that women control the buying. Um, how do we approach what we're doing currently? Tweak it a little bit differently so that we're you know we're considering that. Well, with women. Um, a guy likes to, you know, you can just give them your suggestion. You'd be like, yep, this is what you need to do. You need this. Yeah, you need this. Here's a problem solution. Yep. Uh, with a woman, we like to make our own decisions. So you can give them um, a choice. Mm-hmm. So, you know, we can do this for you in this color or that color. Mm-hmm. Um, not just you need to have this. You can do this in this way or that way. So that we kind we feel a bit more empowered in the decision. When you're dealing with women from a construction and trade perspective, quite often a lot of women and a lot of men, but more predominantly a woman will feel that she has absolutely no idea what you're talking about, yep. that it's way above the her or beyond. So they don't um, – they feel a little bit silly and if you make someone feel silly, they're not going to choose you. Right. So, going out and asking them lots of questions, what would you prefer? Mm-hmm. And then actually giving them, you know, suggestions where they can make a choice as well. And it can be a small, a small, simple choice as well, but so that they feel that they've been a little bit empowered. And as we mentioned with questions, women will tend to ask a lot more questions. But something that my clients uh, do and I always suggest is when they're actually uh, we have quoting packs that we give out to a client when we've gone and done a quote or or this might be something that we incorporate into their following up mm-hmm. is using freq- a frequently asked question sheet. Okay. Okay. So what you this this helps to, you know, answer any questions but it also cuts down the amount of questions and the amount of time you have to spend with clients on the phone answering the same types of questions. So what we suggest is that you have um, a frequently asked question sheet that covers a lot of the commonly asked questions. Can I ask a quick question? Um, this is probably more relevant to the previous um, episode when we we're talking about what not following up is costing you, but do you ever include testimonials in a follow-up? What's yes, that, an email? Of yes. Okay. I actually have um, emails uh, in my system. They, uh, they come as a PS in the first email, second email, they're in their um, as a, you know, a, a, like a little case study, but in the fourth email, it's actually just, here's what, our, here's what other happy clients have had to say. Yeah, right. So we actually have a whole thing. When I, when I do the quote packs to give out for my guys to give out to their clients, um, it has testimonials. Every piece of content, with the exception of a couple of really short things like short little postcards, has a testimonial. Yeah, right. 
because it, it is all about, um, you know, a bit about building trust. And that's something that is, you know, really important for women. But frequently asked questions can help to to build trust and, and not basically, you know, not things like what areas do you service, you know, things that are helpful to people. How can I prepare for you to be here? Oh, yeah. How long will it? do your general jobs take? What sort of, um, do you clean up after yourself? Who's going to do my work? Yeah. And the way that I get my clients to do this is to basically just keep a little a little notebook of the, the questions that people are asking, maybe for a month, of the questions that people are asking again and again and again and again and again. Because sometimes you feel like a bit of a broken record. You're like, didn't I just have this conversation with someone before? But there's probably common themes that are happening in regards to what people are asking. Gotcha. So, a lot of it sometimes is about, um, you know, do I buy the stuff myself, Can, where, you know, or, or, or do you source it? Uh, things like um, if it's, you know, if there's options for green or energy efficiency as well. People will want to know that sort of stuff. So, again, it really all ties in with giving information and your expertise because that's something that traders will always underestimate and undervalue themselves is in their expertise. Yeah, so this is really cool because that's kind of like you were saying before. It's a it's it's good to ha- um okay you can, it's it's FAQs really isn't it like it's yes. frequently asked questions but you're repurposing it so you're sort of making it definitely a little bit more, yeah. and I even think you should have should ask questions yeah yes you know um and this is how you can position yourself really well is saying you know should ask should I um you know what what should I look for in my quote yeah if you know that a lot of your competitors don't break things down in their quotes or they do uh, the old bait and switch. So they get you to, you know, sign off on one thing and then they're going, oh, that's not going to work. We're going to have to do this. It's going to cost you more. Yeah. Or, or they charge extra on a weekend to come out and fix the job. And there's nothing wrong with charging extra for the weekend, but you need to tell people that you're actually going to do it. Yeah. So if you know that there's, you know, people are going to do these sort of things, um, you should have should ask questions. You should ask your, you know, should ask. Uh, is your is your carp does your carpenter on, o- offer a satisfaction guarantee? Yeah. So you know that you have a satisfaction guarantee, but if they ring, you know, the next or the next company, they'd be like, "What's your satisfaction guarantee?" And they're like, "Oh, oh, 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 oh I don't know." So <laughs> it's all about positioning yourself as the expert. Yeah, it's funny you say that. I mean, we obviously again we get a lot of people coming to us sort of. Uh, been down the path, I suppose, of getting getting a website, and it hasn't really. They've been dealing with a company or an organisation that you know hasn't really, I suppose, done very well by them. And so we just we've got actually a product now, which is an ebook available on the website, and that <clears throat> a lot of that involves questions that they should be asking agencies, you know, that are going to um, they, they're they're thinking of engaging. So yes. you know, questions they can be asking that that will sort of hopefully you know level out or get rid of those. Uh, those companies that maybe don't have the credibility they're looking for. Oh, and I, yeah, I agree a hundred percent. And I think you know I'm proud to say that all of my clients that have come along, you know, they do a good job and they're there in the industry to help people and they're honest people and they're doing the right thing. Unfortunately, as we've talked about, there are a couple of people doing the wrong thing and they're just in it for the cash. But I think you know having the the should ask questions is really important. Um, I always put our guarantees on products and services because I think 
that I've had people that they've chosen purely because of a guarantee um, that somebody's had on their website when legally every other every other business in that industry legally has to require the same guarantee. Yeah, right. So, I mean, if you can't, I like to think if you can't guarantee your work, don't do it. Yeah. You're not expected, you know, for it to, to last a lifetime. But then my client who uh, makes concrete sleepers, concrete sleepers, aside from act of God, should last you 50 years. Right. So, and he said that, oh, these all last, you know, 50, 50 years, aside from if you, you know, reverse into them or there's an act of God. Yeah. yeah. Um, so, we use that and people have chosen him because he's guaranteed his products for 50 years. Mind you, most, he's probably not planning on being, he's probably 45. He's not planning on being in business when he's 50. Yeah. And he, um, most people won't remember, but the fact is that he's, you know, he's putting his money where his mouth is. Mm-hmm. And that's why I think having, you know, your guarantee, your experience, your your qualifications, your registrations as well are really important. I know with builders, they have to display their, um, I'm not sure of the correct yeah, their licensing codes Mm -hmm. um, on everything. So, you should have that on your frequently asked questions because anything that makes you seem more detailed uh, is what is what is going to get a woman over the edge. We're very detail orientated. That's where we're like, oh, I know that there's we've seen sixteen different shades of blue, but that's not quite the blue that I really want. Yeah. Uh, so we are really detailed orientated, and we will take the details. People will buy on price if you give them no other reason not to. Yeah. And with women, quite often, price is you know it, it's irrelevant. I mean, we buy ridiculous tubes of goop to put on our face uh, that cost $65 because, you know, Miranda occurs on the packaging. Yeah. Well, we could probably buy the same thing from, you know, Aldi's for $7. Look, I don't want to get into this discussion about different types of moisturizers <laughs> because I have this argument with my, my uh, fiance all the time. Oh, really? Hand cream, eye cream, uh, it all looks the same. Yeah. I know I'll probably, you know, I'm probably going to have a couple of people get, I'll get into trouble now. Hate mail, yeah. <laughs> it's all right. I'm, I'm not sure Miranda Kerr listens to this show. Oh, well, dodged a bullet. Yeah. So what about, uh, I suppose just before we get to closing this one out, what about um, call to actions? Are there specific call to actions that in your opinion work better towards women than, than men? Well, I think the um, quite commonly people use, if you've got any questions, mm-hmm. give us a call. And that's kind of like inviting me into your home and saying, if you want something to eat, go and get something out of the fridge. Right. I'm not going to do it. Yeah, it's you a know, pretty lame call to action. Yeah, you need to give them, you know, instructions to so that they feel comfortable enough to do it. Mm-hmm. So uh, don't you could if you, if you're putting it near, you frequently ask questions. It could be, don't see your question here. Give us a call. Mm-hmm. It could be uh, things like call us now and get your job started today. Yeah. So really, with call to call to actions for women, it's it can be instructional, uh, but it needs to use the word you or you know or so that they can feel that it is about them. Yeah. Well, you got to make it personal, and you got to lead people to the next stage. I mean, this is one of the things you know we've we we try and encourage all of our our clients to do similar things. Like put put call to actions that are relevant to what it is you're talking about. If you're running a promotion for, you know, hot water heaters coming into the in, into winter, you know, run a have a call to action that's relevant to that, not like a call now. Like have something about hot water heaters. 
Yeah, stop, stop, stop. Um, I had to get a new hot water system because my husband gets up really early in the morning, has a shower uh, before he goes to work, and he he deserves to have, you know, at 4 o'clock in the morning, he can have a very hot shower. But since I've been getting up at 5 and having a shower, and I'm a bit like, oh, the water's cold. So stop, you know, things like stop putting up with, with cold showers, mm. uh, you know, things like, you know, and the biggest call to action that's worked really well for women is the old Pantene. Add because you're, you know, um, it won't happen overnight, but it will happen or because you're worth it. Okay. And that's why we spend $35 on, um, that's why we spend $65 on, you know, cream that's got Miranda Kerr on it because we're worth it. (laughs) Couldn't agree more. All right, look, let's close this one off. So I suppose takeaway for me in that episode would be just get creative about your, you know, your call to actions and, and, Consider gender. I mean, women are women are making these making the decisions here. Go and ask your own wife, your own girlfriend, your you know your mother. What would appeal to them? You know, get get some practical insider trading there. And you know, and I say to my clients, how would you treat? You need to treat, and it's I don't know if I can say this correctly, but you need to treat the women that you're dealing with the same way that you would treat a 75 year old grandmother uh, with respect. Mm-hmm. And you know, take the time to explain. Yeah, no, I couldn't agree more. Good close. Let's wrap that. Thank you for listening to another episode of Toolbox Talks. If you're liking what you hear, then you can head across to the SiteShed.com where you can join our community by signing up to our Toolbox Talks. Uh, you'll get sent a weekly notification which is basically a highlight of everything that we've spoken about during that week along with any other industry news that may be relevant or specific to the trades if you're enjoying the show you can head across to itunes stitcher or soundcloud where you can leave us a review Uh, that would be fantastic and all the reviews get read out in the show Uh, likewise if you have any friends or colleagues that you think would benefit from the show and the the episodes that we create then please go ahead and share it with them Thanks for tuning in, guys. I hope you enjoyed that podcast. Please, if you did, head across to iTunes and leave us a review. We would very much appreciate that. Anyway, if you are a project-based trade business and you work in solar or bathroom renovations or kitchen renovations or roofing or something along those lines, and you would like to see some of the results that we've been showcasing in our marketing on for your business, thousands of percent return on ad spend, 2,000, 3,000, 5,000, 7,000, 13,000% return on ad spend, please head across to tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. That's tradey.wiki forward slash pod for podcast. It will be well worth the conversation and I can't wait to chat with you. Ciao.